0: Thanks be to God for this great day, Holy Thursday. Only one Thursday like this in the life, in the liturgical year. Today we unite our hearts with our Pope Francis, with all the bishops, priests, religious men, women, and all the Catholics around the world. Because we celebrate together this great solemnity. But let's also, today, unite our hearts with all Christians, our brothers and sisters of different denominations, celebrating the commemoration of Last Supper in their own churches and chapels, communities. We all believe in God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And we want to be be one. The Last Supper was celebrated in Jerusalem. Many Jews made pilgrimage to Jerusalem to offer to God sacrifice of the Lamb to prepare Paschal Feast with families and to give thanks to God for the grace of liberation from the slavery in Egypt, which took place in 1250 before Christ. Jerusalem was filled with many people and all of them were preparing the celebration in their homes. Houses, communities. They were preparing lamb, unleavened bread, herbs, wine. Jesus was celebrating the Paschal feast in the upper room, special place he chose for the Last Supper. His celebration was both similar and different. The Last Supper for Jesus Christ and his disciples was very emotional. Jesus showed his great humility. He decided to wash the feet of the apostles. They were surprised. They didn't expect this from the Messiah to wash their feet. If you had been present at the Last Supper, Jesus would have washed your feet also. Can you imagine? God coming to you, bowing before you, and washing your feet? But there was something even more surprising at the Last Supper. When Jesus took bread, unleavened bread, and said to the apostles, this is my body. And when he took wine and said, this is my blood. Eat it and drink it. Jesus did it before his passion and death. Jesus did it at the price of his passion and death. So Jesus was giving them his body to eat and his blood to drink. It was at the price of his death. Jesus did it for them. But Jesus did it for each one of us also. We will never understand this greatest gift which we receive in our lives. We are not able to understand it. Since the Last Supper, the body and blood of Jesus remain on Earth. Jesus died, rose, ascended into heaven. But his body and blood is with us. So we have tabernacles when we preserve the Blessed Sacrament. we preserve the living God. This is our food and our drink. Many people don't understand this great gift. This is not optional food and drink. What Jesus said... Amen, amen, I say to you, unless you eat this flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you do not have life within you. It's beautiful to believe in Jesus, to worship him, because he is the Son of God. But he says, if we don't eat his flesh and drink his blood, we do not have life within us. This is John chapter 6, verse 53. So Jesus wanted to teach us how important Holy Communion is. In Holy Communion, you will receive the living God. So we say, remember to keep Sunday's day holy. Go to church on Sunday. Sunday, the day of the Lord. Stop working. Come to the church. Sometimes we try to encourage people. And remember, don't miss Sunday Mass. Don't choose anything else instead of Sunday Mass. But if we understand that God is coming from heaven on the altar to meet me, to bless me, to come into my heart. Do we need another invitation? In our faith, if we understand little, if we believe little, we will desire to be in the church not only on Sunday. We'll do our best to come also on weekdays. If we can. If it is possible. Maybe once a week, twice a week, three times a week. Later you will desire to be every day in the church. This is natural faith. Faith which is alive. Can you imagine? Every day you can receive the body of God. Don't you want to receive? What's more important for you? So we priests, we are so happy because we have this opportunity to celebrate Mass every day. So because of this, we have this opportunity to give thanks to God on this Holy Thursday for the sacramental priesthood. That we can every day Be united with Jesus in the Holy Eucharist. If you participate in the Eucharist more often, you will also desire to go to confession more often. This is natural. You want to be purified. Sometimes people don't go to confession for such a long time. Six months, not confession, even one year without confession. i thinking, oh, I have no serious sin. It's not, not so important for me to go to confession and still receiving Holy Communion. Of course, there are some people, there, is, there are some people who are holy. So it's okay if somebody is alone, sick and living a very holy life and receiving Holy Communion half a year, six months, it's okay. Maybe somebody's lonely, have no possibility to go to the church. But if we live in the world, among people, being active, speaking so much, the church is encouraging us to confession, to go to confession every month, even more often knowing that if I approach the altar of God, if I want to receive the God, I should be in the state of grace without any serious sin. If I am aware that I did something wrong, I should go to confession as soon as possible in order to receive Jesus also as soon as possible, but without sin, without serious sin in the state of grace. The Eucharist is our life. No Eucharist, no true life. When Jesus was celebrating the Eucharist with his disciples in the upper room, he was praying for unity among them. Jesus knew that his disciples would be divided. So he was asking his father that they may be one. So this is desire of us Catholics, that we may be one. We Catholics and Christians, brothers, sisters. This is ecumenical movement in the church that we all may be one that one day we may be at one altar celebrating one Eucharist and confessing one faith from the beginning of the church this one faith was the faith in the real presence of Jesus in Holy Mass. Our shrine, Divine Mercy Shrine uh, in Stockbridge, Massachusetts is located in the Springfield Diocese. Our Bishop William Byrne proclaimed this year, 2022 as the year of the Eucharist. Because Bishop William said that we experience also the crisis of faith, also among the Catholics. Not all Catholics believe in the real presence of Jesus in the Blessed Sacrament. Even many don't believe. So now is the time, in this year of the Eucharist, that we may pray for the renewal of faith. How can we believe in Jesus Christ without accepting his real presence among us? This is the faith of the apostles and the faith of the Church from the first century until now. To understand better uh, the mystery of the body and blood of Christ, I would like to invite all of us to meditate on the Gospel of St. John, chapter 6, Verses from 22 to 771, John 6:22 to the end of the chapter 6, 6:22 6, to the end. This is a beautiful teaching of Jesus about his real presence in the bread of life. In our shrine, on the left side, we have uh, altar of Saint. Father Stanislav Papczyński, the founder of the congregation of the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. He founded our congregation in 1670. He was wearing white habit in honor of the Immaculate Conception of the Blessed Virgin Mary. He wanted us to pray for holy souls suffering in purgatory. First monastery he established was a hermitage. So he started religious life in the hermitage. And then it happened that when there were already some candidates in this hermitage, one Polish bishop, Bishop Stefan Wierzbowski, was inspired by God to build a town similar to jerusalem and even uh, they call this town new jerusalem in polish is gora calvaria it means Mount calvary because it was very difficult to travel to the holy land and even we had already in poland one Kalvaria zebrzydowska near krakow But this bishop, Stefan Wierzbowski, wanted to have similar calvary close to Warsaw, about 20 miles south of Warsaw. So he uh, had already planned a map of Jerusalem, and according to this map, he was uh, uh, planning to build churches and chapels like in the Holy Land, in Jerusalem. Even the dimensions of the chapels were the same. And Bishop Stephan invited many uh, congregations to uh, come to this town, New Jerusalem, and to take care of these particular churches and chapels. Among them, they were Franciscans, Dominicans, the Piarists, uh, Oratorians, And Bishop Stefan also invited St. Father Stanislav. He said, would you like to come, Marian Fathers? So he was, St. Stanislav was very excited. And the Marian Fathers received the Cenacle Church. Cenacle Church. In commemoration of the Last Supper. So they received the church, not big church, the church exists uh, until now. And we are there. And uh, so St. Stanislav built some monastery attached to the cenacle. And St. Stanislav had great devotion to the Blessed Sacrament. And he was inspiring the Marian Fathers also to worship the Blessed Sacrament, to pray. And every day, the Marian Fathers were praying tantum ergo sacramentum, reciting Tanto ergo sacramentum. This is the song we, we sing when the Blessed Sacrament is exposed. So, the Marian Fathers, even without exposition of the Blessed Sacrament, were praying together tantum ergo sacramentum in a loud voice. And Saint Stanislav also uh, inspired his confreres uh, to express the great devotion to the blessed sacrament in this way in the monastery there was dining room so the Marian fathers were uh, during the meals they were reading uh, some books spiritual readings and when uh, the lector was pronouncing uttering the name of the Holy Eucharist One of the confreres went to the middle of the dining room, refectory, was kneeling and saying loudly, May the most holy sacrament be blessed. And he was kissing the ground. And the confreres were responding, Amen. Even during the meals, they were worshipping the Blessed Sacrament. Once uh, in this uh, town, close to this town, one noble lady who had a daughter um, was looking for help because her daughter got sick. So she went to the Dominicans in this New Jerusalem and uh, she asked them to pray for her daughter because she was very sick. So they were praying, but the uh, the daughter was getting worse and worse. So finally, uh, when she came back to the Dominicans, they said, go to Father Stanislav because he is is the miracle worker. So this lady came to uh, St. Father Stanislav and St. Father Stanislav looked at her and said, oh, I know why you came to me but your daughter is dead. But he said, but you can come, you can bring her tomorrow. So she came back home and she discovered that her her daughter was dead. So they brought brought the body of this uh, young girl next day to the cenacle. So Father Stanislav uh, asked to please put her On this table. In the middle of the church. And he asked her, please go to confession now. And he began to offer Holy Mass. And when he was praying, Gloria in excelsis Deo, like today. Glory to God in the highest the girl suddenly came to life. She raised herself a little. She held out her arms towards the altar. And she was alive. This is the miracle of Saint Stanislav in the cenacle. The Last Supper room during the Holy Eucharist. Do you see what can happen during the holy during Holy Mass? If you come to church with faith? And we have another altar on the right side of St. John Paul II. Many of you probably knew personally this great Pope. The Eucharist was the center of his life. He loved the Eucharist. He loved the blessed sacrament. He spent a lot of time praying. Working in front of the Blessed Sacrament, talking to Jesus. <clears throat> Many people wanted him to pray for them. He was entrusting everything to him. He had no doubts that he is alive, that he listens every word we speak to him. And he also wrote the beautiful encyclical Ecclesia De Eucharistia. Church from the Eucharist. About the mystery of the Eucharist. Importance of the Eucharist, of the Bread of life in our lives, in our faith. And once... uh, when he celebrated Mass uh, there was one lady who was not far from the altar and she was observing holy father during his mass and after the holy mass uh, she had uh, an opportunity to talk to saint john paul ii and she said uh, holy father why your face was not so nice during the Eucharist. And St. John II said, I don't need to please people when I celebrate Holy Mass. He just wanted to please God because the Eucharist is his gift for us, priests, and for you. Some Catholics like to go to the churches where the Tridentine Mass is celebrated. The old Latin Rite. And uh, when you ask them, why do you like to go to this churches with the old Latin mass. Many of them can tell you, I like the great reverence I see in this church. I feel that God is present. Nobody speaks in the church. People are kneeling when coming to the church. All of them receive Holy Communion kneeling on the tank. This is not only sign. This is the expression of true and deep faith. Sometimes, maybe, we are losing something that is very essential to our faith to see God in the blessed sacrament present alive among us. This is what we need. This is what we long for. Finally, St. Faustina, we have altar St. Faustina on the right side in the chapel, St. Faustina loved Jesus, present in the Blessed Sacrament. She saw Jesus in person, talking to him many times. But at the same time, she knew very well that Jesus is present in Holy Communion. This is the same God who appeared to her, talked to her. He is now here in the Blessed Sacrament when St. Faustina took her religious name, she wanted to be called Sister Maria Faustina of the Blessed Sacrament. In the diary, we have her words where St. Faustina says I often feel God's presence after Holy Communion in a special and tangibly tangible way. I know God is in my heart. And the fact that I feel Him in my heart does not interfere with my duties. Even when I am dealing with very important matters, which require attention. I do not lose the presence of God in my soul. And I am closely united with Him. With Him, I go to work. With Him, I go for recreation. With Him, I suffer. With Him, I rejoice. I live in Him and he in me. I am never alone, because he is my constant companion. He is present to me at every moment. Our intimacy is very close through a union of blood and of life. This is number 318. Let us pray through the intercession of all the saints which we venerate in our shrine, the by mission shrine, and all our patron saints, that they, they may intercede for us today, that we Catholics and all Christians may be renewed in our faith and believe as Jesus taught us to believe, and that we all may be one.
1: Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit